You're listening to the God Center Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom of four young boys, I know motherhood's hard. But sometimes I think I make it harder than it needs to be by putting myself in the center of things or even my kids. I forget to place God there and be led by His Spirit. I also tend to forget that I'm surrounded by God. He goes before me, He walks with me on the hard days, and He comes behind me when I make a mistake. So each week I'll interview someone new and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all, welcome to the God-Centered Mom podcast. I have another return visitor. I'm very excited to have um, my good friend and mentor and blogging buddy and fellowshipper at church and I don't even know all the different labels and Chica and Gal. (laughs) <laughs> the Leslie, gal pal. The gal pal. <laughs> Leslie Johnson, fellow <laughs> four-boy mom who has gone before me in so many ways. And um, th- thank you, Leslie, for being available and coming and sharing your wisdom with us again. Oh, awesome. Thank you for inviting me, Heather. I'm excited to chat with you. I know. And we've already chatted for, I think, 10, 12 minutes <laughs> before <laughs> I even hit record. Um, but we, say, we, didn't, we didn't say all the good. We're just... Um, we, yeah, we're saving it for y'all. We're saving it for y'all. And we just wanted to... <laughs> I just want to have topics that I've been just mulling over. And there's just days where I'm like, oh, I just... I need vision. I need perspective. I need to know that I'm not the only one. Yes. So um, I was telling You're Leslie, not the only one. I'm not the only one. Okay, so we're going to hit like a few different areas today, we decided. And um, we're going to talk about losing your temper with your kids, which I talked a little bit with September McCarthy about where we're just going to, I mean, that is just my thing, y'all. I ugh, I just hate when it happens and I just don't love it. And we're going to talk about reading aloud um, books with your kids, your boys, for me particularly, that's just how they listen differently. And, um, and then how everyone just needs you and dealing with multiple needs and people all needing you at once. So which one do you want to start with, Leslie? Do you want to do mm, just get rid of let's, my... Let's do, the, let's do the temper one. Okay. Go let's in order. We'll go in order. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was telling Leslie that I just, yesterday, was just having a day where things just struck me wrong and um, just kind of... When, when people say, oh, I just lost it, like I just, to me, losing it is when my voice changes, my mode goes from loving and kind to harsh and demanding and controlling, and I just see them as the enemy, and like they are just mm-hmm. not doing what I'm wanting them to do, and they, and I have one son right now that's just, his heels are just dug in the ground, and he and I just go back and forth and I get caught up in the battle. So um, I asked Leslie, I don't see her as someone struggling with this, but you said you did, Leslie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, one thing, and you just kind of mentioned it, one of the things I wrote down um, when I was kind of thinking about this is that I think we have to remember that when we lose our temper, at least this is for me, I think it's sometimes because I am really feeling afraid. Mm, Okay. And I have to kind of stop and think, okay, what am I afraid of? And for me, sometimes I was looking at that four-year-old behavior and thinking, ah, what is that going to be like when it's 16? That is going to be horrible. And so you start parenting out of fear, or at least I did. Mm -hmm. I started like being like mommy freak out and thinking way down the line instead of going, okay, no, this is, this is today. They're four years old. And, and kind of kind of just p- pulling myself back and and that really helped me to not 
to, to learn how to not parent out of fear mm-hmm. and to kind of think, okay, this is, it's this right now. And I'm not going to think about what this could look like in 10 years because I mean, really, gal, you'd freak out if you started doing that. And yeah, that's yeah. why I think we do freak out and we do yell or we just, we kind of lose our, our sense. Yeah. And the, the other thing I thought about is, um, I, I loved, I really loved what September said when she talked about turning a, around and walking away mm-hmm. because that will totally make your kids like, I don't know, it just makes them kind of like, yeah, it's plummet. just so hard for me. I mean, I even remember as a teacher, like I, by the middle, near the end of the school year, it was like I became a third grader. I lowered myself. I'm such an adapter to my environment. Mm, yeah. I like, well, if I'm in England, I'll talk with a British accent. If I'm so I'm adapting to their environment and I like get on their level and I'm acting like a four year old too and I am going to battle and I am not gonna let down either. And as hard as his heels go and mine go in and justice and right and we're gonna fight this out and it is like I just don't know how to get out of it. Like how do I like don't even know how to disengage to walk away. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't even know what to do. And maybe it's just me growing up, but and not getting to their level. I think too, gal, I think it's, um, you know, just making sure that, you know, all the other things are, 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 you know, are they, are they fed? Are they rested? Do they, you know, is it been too busy of a day? I think sometimes those things make it where you kind of reach that tipping point. But I guess I would just encourage you when I would, when I would lose my temper, I would, I would try to kind of separate myself from them and, and to use less words and to not, to not engage, even mm. though everything in you wants to, you know, say all the hurtful, ugly things you're thinking in your head. Mm. But I would, I would tell them to um, go sit on mommy's chair. Mm-hmm. And I had this chase lounge back in my room. They're like, no, I don't want to go sit on mommy's chair. I'm going to get a spank. Oh. And I'm like, just go sit on mommy's chair. And then I and would, would they just- go? Because like the one I'm talking about, I'll just say, you need to go sit in the stairs. And he's like, I don't want to sit on the stairs. I don't want to sit. And he won't go. Okay. Then I would say, okay, fine. Um, I'm, I'm going to go sit on mommy's chair. And, mm. and then just, and you put yourself in timeout and just, yeah. Let, and, <laughs> <laughs> and just, and just, you know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. like, it's not, it's just like when you feel threatened or hurt by a friend or your husband or wh- whoever, you don't really want to engage with them right now. And you, I don't know. I just think you need to kind of separate from that, that child and give yourself some space. And then when you go back to them, sometimes what I would say is I would just start off and say, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. I've never been the mommy of a five-year-old before. And I, you know, need to ask you to, for, for, to forgive me because I lost my temper with you and I said things that were hurtful and blah, blah, blah. And I would just remind them, hey, you're on the Johnson team and we're all on this team together. And yeah. um, re- just remember, you know, remind them of the truth that they know. Yeah. Remember, in our in our family, we're not going to talk like that. Ooh, and they kind of argue with you. And then I just would say, I just would just look at them and just walk away. Yeah. You do not have to engage a four-year-old in. And you, I do remember you gave me that advice, what was it, two years ago when I was in this place? You don't argue with a four-year-old. 
No, because I think I would tell my other two have both been hard at four, and Bruce keeps telling me it's they're going to get better, but it is like ah, I told you we're leaving the gym, and he was mad about he didn't get to push the elevator button, and like would not move. I'm going to stay here forever, mom. I don't want to go home. I'm not leaving. Da 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 da, and you just you just want to you just want to lose your mind. I mean, you can't make him. They're just that age where you. They're physically big. You can't, right. and you have other little ones that you're holding, and so, uh, yeah. And you can't walk away in that situation because you're in a parking garage, right? So you're trying to negotiate with, you know. Anyway, I is, I think in that situation you just have to remember, hey, you're the mom. Yeah, I, I just would grab their hand. Um, I would, you know, give the baby to your oldest and say, you know, please go to the car and you just pick yeah. up that one bodily and you just think, I'm going to deal with this later. Yeah. And you just, you don't worry about, you know, kind of what everybody else is thinking or seeing happen. <laughs> yeah. Because totally. sometimes it's not pretty. It's not pretty. That feels good to even hear. It's just not Yeah, Gail, not and I just sunny. Really, I would encourage you to just to remember you're you're not alone. You're not the only one that's that's struggling with that or, or, or having those mommy moments where you just feel like, yikes, you know, if yeah, somebody yeah. saw this, they would think, take that lady's kids away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I know. We, yes, all, totally. we all are in that place. And I think that's where we have to go back to the Lord. We have to confess to him. We have to receive that forgiveness and we have to receive that grace. We have to grace ourselves because you're not perfect. You're not going to get it right every, every minute of every, every day. And I think when, when you start doing that for yourself, then you can give grace to your, your kids and, and maybe just, I, I guess looking back, you know, my kids are all grown and out of the nest. Um, I wish I would have given more grace and not been so freaked out that I had to address every single problem at every single moment of every single day. Yeah. I mean, well, and then God- in that, you know, giving them grace, but did you give yourself grace? Like at the end of the day, did you always feel defeated? Cause that's the worst. Like literally we dyed Easter eggs. We watched Velveteen Rabbit. We read books. We played outside. We, I guess that's awesome. What else? We, oh, we, um, what else did we do? Oh, I, t- I dyed a t-shirt with Quaid after we dyed the Easter eggs with the leftover dye. Like, all the things that I did right, and yet I can only remember that I flipped out. That, so that, that's like the worst. I hate it. I don't like that feeling. I want to let it go. I want to give myself grace, but it just sounds like a word. Like, give yourself grace. Okay. I, I um, think it comes from physically saying it out loud, Heather. I think you have to say, <clears throat> I give myself grace. I am forgiven for that sin and I'm not going to listen to the lies of Satan. And I think you just say it out loud. And I have to say that several times a day. And I still have to do that even with no kids at home because you have conversations or you do bonehead things with your husband or whatever. And um, I think you just have to just, to me, it helps to say it out loud and to go back to the truth that I know. I'm loved. I'm forgiven. I'm God loves me. He he knows I'm going to make mistakes, and I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to think about the things that are good and right and lovely and pure. And that's why hiding scripture in our hearts is so important. And I would say you need to have like little scriptures around that you can pick it up and go, "This is what's true right here, yeah. not what not what I'm hearing in my mind right now." And it gets better, gal. As you get older, you, it, you go quicker and quicker to what's true, and you recognize the lies. And I need to stop wearing yoga pants. That's what I need to do. 
Why? <laughs> <laughs> I I find that on the days I wear yoga pants, oh, I yell ugh. more. I am, mm-hmm. you know, and I yeah. yeah, I think working out that'll help my mental <laughs> health or whatever. But then it's like I just feel so sloppy that I just it's feel like pets. out of control. And so then when they're out of control, I feel really out of control. And the house is a mess, and you're a mess, and I'm a mess. It's like if I'm at least like dress with makeup on and clothes on, I feel a little more. You know, suited up for the day. Right. So no more yoga pants. No more yoga pants. And I want you to remember too that that um, you're not perfect. God doesn't expect you to be perfect, and He fills in all the cracks, yeah. all those little things. And I just promise you, your kids are not going to remember you yelling at them. They're not. My kids don't remember that when I when we talk about things. They say, "Oh, mom, you smiled all the time," and I'm thinking, uh, "Really?" And yeah. they just, I just think Satan wants you to think. Oh, they're going to remember this. And it's going to scar them for life, and they're going to talk about it in their Bible study someday. No, they're not. But did God's- your mom yell at you? I, I mean, I remember moments. I mean, my mom, she's awesome. She's wonderful. But I do remember moments for sure. But maybe it's a girl thing versus a boy thing. Well, do you think boys think, kind of let things roll off more than girls? I, think, I do, but I and I also think that overall, all the other things you're doing, they're going to remember all those things before they remember, oh my gosh, my mom yelled all the time. Yeah, They, they are because, yeah, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. I'll just put that on repeat. You're doing a great <laughs> job, y'all. Everyone here listening, you're doing a good job. That's right. All you mommies out there, you're, you're doing a great job. You're listening to the God Center Mom podcast there in itself. You want to learn how to be a better mom. So that That's- is, check that off the list. Great mom and, for the and day. And God picked you to be the mom of the kids that he gave you. He didn't right. pick anybody else. That's right. So you're, you're the perfect mom for those kids. Okay. So not, I was, I was listening to, um, Kat Lee's, she says that on her, Kat Lee's, um, podcast. She says that you're the perfect mom. I don't which think I, love. I, Tammy Perkins said that before. She, no, I love it, but I love it. But I was, what I was going to say, it actually leads in. I was listening to one of her podcasts with Crystal Evans Hurst, who mm-hmm. you heard it declare. Um, and she was talking about, um, I'm kind of transitioning into our next topic. Yes. She was talking about how not every mom is a read books aloud to her kids. Mom, some, like for her personally, Crystal, they would listen to books on tape. Um, Now, for part of our school, we kind of had, we read aloud as, you know, just part of the culture of the school. Right. And I remember when my kids were little, now Quaid was pretty good at listening to books and Price wasn't so much. He was more active. And I remember you telling me tips on how to help Price listen to books as I read aloud um, to them both. And uh, I thought they were really good. So what are some of your tips for reading aloud to boys or just kids in general? Well, I think that I think it's good to have like um, like a place where you read aloud to them. And like we used to read aloud on my Chase Lounge or we sat on the couch um, so I would say, Hey, it's time. Let's come, let's read it. Let's do reading time or whatever. And so they, they kind of knew it was a certain place and sometimes even a, a certain time. Um, I did homeschool, so we kind of had that set up in our day, but I think you could, you could always read at nap times and at bedtimes. Um, you could pick a time, you know, in the afternoon when they get home from school after they've had their sneaky snack and they're, you know, kind of, or even during their sneaky snack time. Yeah. And and just and just say this is this is great this is a great time to read let's read together guys mm-hmm. and then I think um, I I always let the younger kids um, you know doodle around with um, 
drawing books or those those cool um, Dover coloring books. That, what's, a, what's a Dover coloring book? Oh, they're they're like black and white um, illustrations and so, but there they'll be of like uh, maybe even of the story or time period that you're reading. Let's say you're reading a uh, something Shakespeare, you're reading something biblical. They'll have like. Uh, black and white uh, illustrations of that time period, like castles or, um, you know, Tom Sawyer kind of pictures or whatever. And huh. the kids the kids like those. Um, so I think if you just look up Dover, okay. um, they're, it's kind of like a publishing group of, of coloring books. But we, we would have those, or I would just have big pieces of paper where they could just draw and doodle. And then they also loved playing with Lego. And some people would go, well, they're not listening. They're not listening. And I'm like, yes, they are. Because I would stop and I go, well, what, blah, 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 what happened? And they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And they would say exactly. Yeah. So just because their hands, they, they needed sometimes, you know, boys cannot always sit still for, for a super long time. And so I was fine with them to build Lego. They would play with their Playmobil. They would, um, maybe I would have the blocks out. And sometimes you maybe could have things that you only got out during reading time. Mm. to make it special and then reading um i think it's fun to read with them all together and then i also think it's really important to read one-on-one with them so how did you do that i would just tell no you can't sit here mommy's reading to you know this one right now oh you know and i was like you guys go play you guys go outside and use your big muscles i'm going to read to this one and then sometimes that's great this sometimes it kind of works out because you know, your youngest goes to nap time or first, and then your second, and then your third, and that way. And, and sometimes I would read different books to the older kids, to the two older boys together, and I had read to the younger two already. And then at nighttime, we had, we always read a book before they went to bed. And um, that's when Craig would come in, and I would uh, get him to read aloud with the boys. And was that like a chapter book that you chapter just books. kept going? Yeah. Well, you know, chapter books as they got older, and and gal, you don't don't underestimate your younger kids. They can listen to chapter books way yeah. before you think they can. Yeah, we found that because yeah. yeah, Quaid. I mean, you know, you're like Mary Flo Ridley says, you're the age of your oldest child. So yes, we're kind of reading what is appropriate for a second grader read alouds for a second grader. So, yeah. And, and I still would read to, you know, to Watson Knox, the age appropriate books. But yeah. I, I think be- that, that we have found that that helps if Bruce has Quaid and Price, the older two in a room, and then I'm I reading books to other- Watson Knox that are more like repetitive and simple vocabulary and and, and we would listen to books sometimes while we're eating lunch on tape. Or mm. sometimes I would get the book out and I would read while they were finishing up their lunch. You know, yeah. just 20 minutes. They loved it. Yeah. I would, I'd have the book in the car when we would go pick up somebody or we're waiting for somebody's practice to finish. We just had a book bag. We went. To, we just lived at the library. I would check out like 100 books at a time. And um, that was before, Gal, that was before like they told you which books you checked out. I had to come home and write them all down. Oh, Oh my gosh, you know. Well, and did you have, I mean, did the boys have any video games? I mean, there was no iPhones or cell phones, but did they have like Nintendo or anything growing up? Uh, yeah, we really didn't do Nintendo or, um, we just, we didn't have any of the Nintendo stuff. They had, we kind of got a computer, I think, when they were maybe, as, or my oldest was six or seven, and they would have like, 
like learning games that they could play. Yeah, I think you gave me a bunch of those. Yeah. 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 Or a star, star, like a Star Wars game or Wishbone. I mean, they were pretty, pretty, uh, I don't know, not like the games that are out there today. They weren't like war games. I mean, you were just playing like learning games. And then did did you have a set time during the day that they would play those? Yes, when they finished all their stuff or they, they would get a certain amount of time and we'd set the timer on the oven and they would, you know, get to play for a certain amount of time. And how did you decide the time? Like I was listening um, to Kat and Crystal. They were talking about earning points or. Oh, that sounded exhausting. I just, I'd never be able to keep up. <laughs> so you just like decided, okay, today you I get just, 30 minutes I just, or. Yeah, I just say, um, you, I think it's pretty much always the same. They got 20 minutes or 30 minutes and. You know, the, I, the younger kids, I didn't, they didn't really play. And then sometimes, Gal, you know, it's that thing with, I don't know if your kids do this, but like the oldest one's playing and the three younger ones are standing there glued. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, oh, that was your computer time. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. I'm sorry, but you watched Will play, so that was your computer time. Yeah. And they learned pretty fast not to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, mine all, like, the three oldest will play together, which is great because they're oh, all laughing good. and they're all yeah. playing. Like, Minecraft is this really, I mean, we don't do the zombie version, which I can't right. even believe why they would put zombies in it. But they're just building with blocks on a screen, right. and it uh-huh. looks so, t- like, antiquated. I mean, it's so old looking. I yeah. don't know why they like it, but they're laughing and playing and yelling, help me do this. So they're working together. Yes. So I feel like that's good for brother bonding. That is but good for brother bonding. And, do you and find boys, that your boys tend towards, like, watching TV or screens or books more? Like, having grown up with lots of book reading. What do you see? I, I think it's, I think they're just a good mix. I, I really do. Like, um, they, you know, like, when Will was home this weekend, he was reading a book, but he was also doing stuff on his little iPad, too. So I think they're, I think they're all a good a good mix, but I think my kids all like, they all like reading. And do they have strong opinions? Like kids these days shouldn't play video games or. No, they don't really. I've asked, I've asked them stuff like that and they, they, they don't really. Or see peers. Like I've heard stories of kids going off to college and getting so lost in video games and no boundaries. And so they. I know that one of my kids, when they were at school, they, when they went to school, they were having a hard time finding friends because all the, People in their class, the boys, all they wanted to do is play video games. And he was just like, oh, that's so bad, Mom. And I'm like, well, you know, why don't you say, yeah, I would try to say, why don't you say, Jess, they, well, they don't want to do that. And, then, you know, they didn't play board games. They didn't do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. At their house. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, when you get to college, you'll find some better friends. No. Um, they just, you know, they just, they learn to, to So adapt. that was high school? That, that was, high, was school. high school. Oh, but, that's sad. Yeah, they were saying, you know, some of them, they didn't like playing cards. I mean, they were just, they're like, oh, mom, my friends are so ADD, they can't even play cards. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so that's why I think it's good that you, um, okay. we were always cultivating family friendships with other families. These kids were, they liked playing cards. They liked playing yeah. stuff like that, too. So Gotcha. Um, I don't know good. if that helps, but ha- well, having lots of baskets of books around Buying books for birthday, for the Easter basket, for stockings. We just always, every year I gave them a really cool book for their birthday and cool book at Christmas. And we would just go to the bookstore and I'd let them, that was like a big Cersei, woohoo, get to go to the bookstore and pick out a book. And, and Leslie just said the word, but um, you can find Leslie at her blog, Cersei. 
Circe.com. Circe is a... Circe Gal. Circe Gal. Sorry. Circe Gal. Circe Gal. I'm going to say it so you guys remember the right one. Circegal.com. Um, a Circe is... An unexpected an, surprise that brings joy. Yes. And so when you say going to live, that was a little Circe. That's right. That a little surprise for them. Okay. So real quick before we go to yes. our next topic. Yes. Tell us, um, do you have like a top three must read? If you haven't read these books with your kids, you're failing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Okay. Well. Um, or just your top. What are your top? I know well, you said you pulled out books. So. I did. I did. I'm looking here. Like one thing I would encourage you to mommies out there that have boys that they think they, their kids don't like to read or don't like to listen, that, that you, um, I, I think that they really do. And they, and that sometimes you like this book and, um, of green Gables, I read that to my boys. And even though it was, a, my boys loved that book because it's good. Literature is good for whether, for if you're a boy or a girl, great, great works of literature. It doesn't matter. So I wouldn't be afraid. Like I was thinking, um, Anne of Green Gables, The Little Princess, The Secret Garden. Those kind of seem like all girly kind of books, but my boys loved those. And they also loved Caddy Woodlawn. Which Caddy, is, Caddy Woodlawn? Yes. I've C-A- never read that. You never read that? Oh, mm-hmm. God, the boys would love it. She's kind of adventuresome and she's got these brothers and they, they go, they do all these hilarious adventures down the river and she's, she's not really, she's kind of like a tomboy, but it's great. I think it's set in the pioneer days. Oh, that'd be perfect. We're doing pioneer stuff. Yeah. This year. Um, and then, you know, all the, all the Esborn books that I had, I would always have those out and they're like the book of knowledge and world history and world geography. Those aren't really read alouds, but those were boys. They, they're kind of illustrated like cartoons and, the kids would just pour over those and read and learn. Just kind of leaving them out on coffee tables and yes, play areas so they flip through them. And then the the Lloyd Alexander series. I don't know if you're familiar with that series. The the what's it called? The this one's the High King, and I don't remember which. Oh, the Book of Three. The Book of Three, the Black Cauldron, the Castle of Lear. It's those are. It's kind of like. Um, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien a little bit okay. by Lloyd Alexander. Those are good read-alouds. Gone Away Lake by Elizabeth Enright. I'll, I can give you all the whatever's later. That, that's a really fun read-aloud book. Um, the Read-Aloud Bible Stories by uh, Lindvall. Oh, yeah, those are really great. Those are really fun for younger yeah. kids. The, the Billy and Blaze books. Yeah, Blaise. my boys like those. Those are really good for, like, kindergarten, first grade. Yeah. Even pre-K, I think. And the, the Lloyd, like, that, that High King series, Yeah, that, that's good for, for, for elementary school kids. They, okay. they, it's just adventuresome. It's fun. Well, and, and some of these good literature books induce, like, show character that I don't think, character that's not innate, but... Yes. that we want our boys to have. I think that sometimes our culture is like, well, let just let boys be boys. Well, I don't know. I mean, let's like set a standard of honor. And I don't, I think that some of our historical figures are men of valor and bravery and, and ethics and morals. I don't think that they just let their flesh rule. And right. so right. Um, I, I think it's okay to set some standards and give them some, heroes that aren't just superman you know like real yeah. life heroes 
Yes, and like all those little stories of um, early childhood, um, the they're like little biographies, and I'm looking at them. But oh, the childhood of America series. Yes, those yeah, those are fun. For yeah, the, the kids boys like those. Yeah, they're all about you know. And they often take them, yeah, from their childhood to kind yeah. of show them how they grew, what and, they grew, what they were like, and when they, they make mistakes and come yeah. out of it. Yeah. Okay, so we talked a little bit about screen time with kids and the influence and how it affects, you know, social things for your boys and finding friends that want to do non-screen things. So I was talking to you about um, just this overwhelming feeling that everybody needs me. I was with a girls weekend and we just were at a, a house in Michigan City and just sitting around and everyone got a turn to talk about their life and what's going on and what can we pray for and we pray for each girl and it was awesome. And when it got to my turn, I was like, I just feel like everyone needs me and I'm constantly disappointing people. And they're like, well, why is that? I'm like, I don't know. I just like, I just feel like someone needs me all the time. And they said, well, maybe it's your phone. I'm like, no, that's not it. Like people will literally knock on my door. Okay. Five people ever in the history of my house of 10 years have knocked on my door. It really is my <laughs> phone. Like I'll just check in and there'll be a text or I'll just check it and there'll be an email or I'll check in. And there's a phone call or, you know, uh, an Instagram message or a tweet or an email, you know, like a comment on the, and you know, okay. So let's say I totally ignore my phone. Like you were saying you didn't have that right. part of your mothering. I still last night, the boys, Quaid wanted me to go get him something from the kitchen that he couldn't get himself. And Knox wanted me to sit on the couch with him. And they were literally pulling, each pulling an arm, wanting me in two different directions. And I knew I was going to disappoint one of them. Mm -hmm. And that's just the reality of having lots of kids. But I just don't like that feeling of letting people down all the time. I don't know. Did you ever struggle with that? Like lots of needs to be met and feeling like you're... Yes. Disappointing people. Oh, that's yes. I think that's so common to to us as moms and women. And I think I, I think you just I think using humor helps. You know, just you know, if they're both pulling on you, you know, you could kind of be really dramatic and make that kind of a funny moment, and then just say, you know what, sweetie, I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, Quaid his whatever in the kitchen and then Noxie, I'll be right there to sit next to you. And if you, but I need you to be patient and, you know, just kind of setting that out. And then I think at the end of the day, going back over and going back to what you know is true, remembering that you're not perfect, but you did a pretty good job of meeting everybody's needs and not listening to the lies that you, but what about this? You didn't go right then and do this for X, Y, Z. And I just, I just think you have to just keep telling, you just have to keep balancing all day. And it, it is kind of exhausting. I remember that feeling of, uh, and then, you know, your husband comes home and you're thinking, I don't have anything left for you. And I just think we have to be careful as moms and, and as wives that, um, we were looking at all the things in our day and, and just we're constantly tossing things out that, um, that don't fit into that season. Not that you can never go back to that, yeah. but you might have to just keep, you know, throwing some things overboard. I, I We used to talk about that kind of like, I felt like what the pioneer women, when they were going across in their wagon, yeah. remember how they said, um, kind of, the further west you got, the more things were like laying in the desert, you know, huh. 
gorgeous chest of drawers and sewing machines and books and stuff that they, they just couldn't pull anymore. They just kept, and I remember saying, I am that pioneer woman. I have thrown everything overboard. I have nothing in the wagon but me, Craig, and these four boys. What the heck? I need some, you know. And it still I, feels, yeah. And like it still felt needs, crazy. Yeah. But I think, I think asking the Lord for wisdom and doing what you do, starting your day with the Lord every day and just saying, Lord, give me what I need today and help me to, to you know, take out what I don't need. And then sometimes, Gal, sometimes you need to talk to that friend. And your kids need to sit on the couch and say, I, I need to talk to this mom. Yeah. She needs me right now. And you need to sit here and, you know, X, Y, Z. Or y'all need to go outside and use your big muscles. And mom's going to have 30 minutes, you know, where I'm going to attend to some of those friendship issues. Because you can't, you know, you you got to throw things out of the, the Conestoga wagon. But you have to keep a few things in there to make your to life survive right they yeah. have to, they, I mean I think Quaid had that question just last week in homework what 10 things would you put on the wagon yeah and like you know he had to have something that was food or something that could help him get food or you know the survival things you have to keep well, too and I think also I just I think it's so great to have an older woman in your life who keeps telling you this is just for a season gal this is just for a time yeah. you're going to get back to that D- don't don't freak out this is just for a season because i think if you think oh my gosh my life is going to be like this for the next 20 years you'll go crazy you'll think this i can't do this but it's just for a season and and you're still ha- how many in diapers do you have fortunately just one okay i'm, I'm very close he's two okay so we're so getting there just, when you get to that thing it's going to be better and then yeah. You know, every little season, I just would say, just be in those moments, be in the season and use humor. I think using humor with our kids really diffuses a lot of things. Um, like, you know, you could say, I am not a superwoman. Yeah. I am not, I have no superpowers to split into two. Yeah. I don't know, whatever your kids are into. I mean, I'll say, you know, I'll say there's only one of me. There's only one of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it all. I will answer your request in the order it was received. Um, but I, but I think, I think that like, okay, let's just talk about like, I mean, there's the school demands We're at two different schools and then just, you know, looking at me cross-eyed, like you haven't done that. Why are you doing, you know, the expectations of meeting those demands, there's the church demands, there's the friend demands, there's the, now I'm adding online demands. And then there's just the home, you know, having my mom in town, we, I was realizing like. Okay, for 10 years I've been making people and keeping people alive, and the house has just not been a top priority. Mm-hmm. Making right. it, like, beautiful or right. um, putting any energy into keeping it updated or nice. So it's just adding adding to the load. Um, but did you, did you have that season of where your home was just not a priority? Yes. Your home is gorgeous. Oh, I love your house. Thank you, gal. Yes, you have that season where you can only do, you're only so much of a person. And the rest, you've got to, you know, some of those things are those things that kind of just, you're throwing off the wagon and yard, um, painting, uh, buying furniture, curtains. Gal, I mean, poor Kevin, I don't think he ever had curtains in his room. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had like shade. We had like, you know, we have blinds. blinds. Yeah, we have blinds but, everywhere. We don't but, have any curtains. You know, and that's where I think 
I feel bad for y'all that with all this Pinterest stuff and people show all these room reduced and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I could have never done all that. Yeah. And, and remember, to the first things first, you're building men at your house and you are, you know, doing a great work that's way more important than what the world says about what our house looks like or things like that. And I look back now and I'm so glad that I put the work into the boys and to, you know, spending time with them. And like I was going to say, when you feel it, when you're feeling overwhelmed with all the, everybody needs me, everybody needs me. I think if you have a time every day with each one of them, that is Mm -hmm. kind of, that's their time. Then when that voice kind of starts condemning you in your head, you can say, no, that's not true because I spent time with Quaid when mm. we blah 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 And mm. then you just move on. You don't listen to that voice anymore. That's and, I, and say it out loud. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I think it helps me to get that out of my brain and just saying it out loud. Nope. I did spend time with Will today. We sat there and worked on his blah and we had a sneaky snack together and it was so fun, and we laughed about this. I did great. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 and yeah. That's a good I, word, Miss Leslie. Well, I, I also, um, I was looking um, in Colossians, and I think it, it talks about um, rules for holy living is like the little subtitle for chapter three in Colossians. And I would say, go read that, because it just talks, talks about, you know, setting your hearts on things above, um, Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For mm. your and your life is hidden with Christ. And I just, I think when when we kind of go back to what we know that's true, and we have those scriptures sitting around our room, and you have your Bible open to be able to during the day just look at it to remind you, mm. um, you'll you, the wheels won't come off as fast. I'm not yeah. saying that they're not going to come off because I think that's just part of it, Gal. Yeah. That. That goes back to what we first talked about, about giving ourselves grace, that we're not perfect. And at the end of the day, you have to just say, um, Lord, you love these kids more than I do, and you need to fill in the cracks for all the things I didn't get done today. But remind me, help me to count my thankfuls, like Ann Voskamp says. What are the things I can be thankful for that I that I did do today that were great? Yeah. And dwell on those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good, Leslie. I hope y'all are feeling encouraged as you sat in on my little um, pep talk. Hope so. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah, we need to do this like once a month. Be so awesome. I think so. (laughs) I just need it. I just need it on repeat, you know, because they're all, like you said, they're in your mind. It's just speaking it back to yourself and knowing truth and dwelling on that and not the lies um, that you can do it all. And giving yourself grace. And I think once we start really doing that, giving ourselves grace, we're much quicker to give others grace. And I think that goes back to when we're losing our temper with our kids, giving them grace, just giving them grace. And sometimes I would say that I am not going to punish you. I'm not going to discipline you right now. I'm going to give you grace. And grace means you don't get what you deserve. And and I would just kind of use that as a time to talk about the gospel and, and also kind of talk me out of wanting to, you know, yell or yeah, whatever, yeah. but to give him grace and, and not be afraid because I gave him grace and didn't, you know, really get that little thing that they the were consequence, doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to grow up to be, you know, horrible or something. Yeah. I think they need to learn grace. Well, and I, I was reminded this morning I was reading when Jesus was in the garden and he was praying and 
And Peter had just said, like over and over again, no, not me, Lord. I'm not, not going to deny yeah. you. Not me. I'm going to die with you. And he couldn't even stay awake. And how we can have all these desires to be these perfect, wonderful moms and love our children and, you know, honor God with our mothering. And then, you know, just the physical weariness and the eyes. We can't even keep the eyes open or the mouth. We can't even keep it shut. Yeah. And how Jesus even came back and said, can't you just stay awake? This is really important to me that you stay awake. Even God saying, it's really important to me that you love your kids. And yet he just shakes his head. You know, he knows our physical bodies, the flesh that stays with us. Um, it's going to be an ever battle. So we just press on and, and God knows, God knows our hearts. He knows our desire is to be with him, which Peter was right there with him. He just right. couldn't stay awake. Couldn't stop yelling at her kids. Um, but thank you, Leslie, for being with us. I hope you all are encouraged and yes, be um, encouraged, mommies. And just mm-hmm. listen to it on repeat, like I will. <laughs> all right, thanks, Leslie. I okay. hope you have a great day. Thank you. You're awesome, Heather. You're the greatest mom. Yes, we'll just insert your name there. You're awesome, Sarah. You're the best mom. You're awesome, Cat. <laughs> you're the best mom. All the names, put all the names in there. All right, thanks, Leslie. Okay, love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the God-Centered Mom podcast. I hope you enjoyed our guests as much as I did. And if you're looking for resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. I want you to know that God is just as present at your kitchen sink as your church pew, that he sees your service and he is pleased. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you and he will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.